0: Good evening, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. This is The Real Pineapple. This is your humble host, Hunter, here. Hope you're all having a great day, night, weekend, whenever you're checking this out. Um, By the time you listen to this, my review for this film will be up on the channel, the review for The Integrity of Joseph Chambers. But I am uh, honored to have the star of said film. You know him from... Several things, including uh, Smoking Aces 2, uh, A Walk to Remember, Swim Fan, Lethal Weapon, uh, one of the most underrated films of 2021 in The Killing of Two Lovers. If you've not seen that, for fuck's sake, please go see that movie as soon as you can. Uh, I've got uh, I've got The Man, The Myth, The Legend. I've got Clayne Crawford. Uh, Clayne, how you doing, sir?
1: Joshua, I'm just glad you got my mom's text because. <laughs> If it had not come through before this interview started, I was going to be extremely disappointed. Thank re- you for that introduction. <laughs> would have been real awkward if yeah, uh, uh, gotten completely that Completely awkward. I'm like if, if you had said, just like, hey, this dude's here, whatever. Have, oh, but thank goodness mom's text came through. They're the best, aren't they? Uh, so
0: I just want to jump in here because um, you've done a couple things I think are really that have gone under the radar that in conversations with uh, fellow film nerds. It's something that I'll um your your name comes up is is how I'll put it and I want to talk about Rectify first because that's that's one of those shows that I remember I kind of just caught by accident but as I started watching it more I was like there's a lot of layers to the show and the performances are really really varied and, and quite wonderful yours in particular playing Ted I wanted to ask you in particular what was the how do we put this what was the emotional Taxing of playing that character, like because there's because Ted, without spoiling things, does a lot of shit where I just found myself going ah. and just and, and being mad at you, but but being appreciative of what you're bringing to the role because I know it's got to be a not fun place mentally as an actor to go there to get those performances across. So I guess I, what I'm asking is like, what sort of motivations were you bringing? to that character and how easy slash hard was it to disconnect from that character?
1: Wow, You hit me with a rectify questions. <laughs> um, First of all, working with Ray McKinnon in that cast completely spoiled me uh, as an actor because um, everyone showed up every day with a desire to make it great. And that's not always the case on sets. Um, Sometimes it's about pumping out uh, quantity, not quality. Um, And everyone there left their egos in their glove box, in their vehicle, and came to set open and uh, ready to play in the sandbox. Um, When I, you know, Teddy was, for me, Rectify was a long audition process. Uh, I think I had four or five auditions oh, wow. uh, tests and kind of going before the network, you know, cause AMC was uh, they, they were in control of Sundance at that time, or it definitely was all under the same umbrella um, with IFC and, and we, <clears throat> and uh, you know, Ray pulled me aside before I kind of got the answer and he goes, this character is going to go places that is not going to be comfortable. And, and for me, Inside, I'm like, oh fuck, yeah! Like I've never had the opportunity to really get into something. So I'm like, this dude is pulling me aside, saying, "Can you handle it?" Essentially, and I'm like, "Put me in, coach." So, yeah. I, but what I didn't know is I was gonna have coffee grounds in my butthole. Um, yeah, yeah, a bit of a bit that uncomfortable. <laughs> wasn't, that wasn't shared, right? So he's like, "I'm gonna give you the first three scripts to read," and uh, and I'm like, "Oh, got it." I went to school with this guy. I don't know who this guy is, right? okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's wearing Tommy Hilfiger, he's got stuff t- there's a braided belt involved. He's got everything tucked in tight, getting that haircut every 2 weeks. I got it. Yep. You know, driving a big truck to uh make up for the, you know, lack of, you know, whatever. And uh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got yeah. it. I got it. What I didn't realize was that I was going to have the opportunity to humanize this human being. And my understanding of television going into that job was that there's the good guy, there's the bad guy, there's the smart girl, there's the this, the that, right? And Ray created a series where people were human and no one was a specific type, that we were all capable of incredible kindness and love and at the same time, great violence, depending on the situation that we yes. found ourselves in. And that was uh, groundbreaking, I, arguably, at that time. You know, Sopranos was really touching on some great things as, re- as it relates to the antihero. And so was Breaking Bad. But what Ray was doing was just super unique at that time. Um, so I tried to just always play Teddy honestly, that he loved his wife very much. Um, His mom left, so he doesn't have a mother, which is really challenging for a boy, maybe even more so than not having a dad. I'd agree with that. And then when he finally had a family, he was ignored because there was this thing, this guy in prison, which everyone was trying to make sense of. So Teddy was kind of just left and all he's ever wanted was love. So when he found Tawny... It was just the greatest thing that ever happened to him. And he n- desperately didn't want to let go of that. Um, so it was quite easy for me to understand Teddy and empathize with him. Um, and then, yeah, I was put in some very challenging situations when I have art, you know, with a little dustbuster trying to get coffee grounds out of my butt crack. But um, through that humility and uh, it, it, that hum- being humbled like that, just really opened me up as an actor i i grew up as an actor on that show and it taught me because of ray mckinnon and all the other actors it taught me how to be an actor and it prepared me to go do lethal weapon and then these films that i've been making yeah because i
0: i because I, when when i was watching the show because i um during lockdown i was just kind of spitballing with people about like shows i would you know recommend and that was one of them that that came up in conversation and i it's something I'm going to end up revisiting in full at some point. But is there anything from that show? Is there a memory from that show, like in particular, that you hold dear, or is it, or is there is there a scene that you kind of was there any hesitancy? I mean, obviously, obviously the coffee grounds, you know, not fun. But was there a scene that you kind of read and you maybe like cringed at and went, oh shit, maybe make maybe this is too much or anything that required any soul searching on that level, like.
1: Um, I, I, you know, as far as good memories, we shot in a little town in Griffin, Georgia, um, that was like a quintessential small town with a main street and courthouse and, okay just amazing. Right. Yeah, And literally the tire store, Teddy and Tawny's house, it was all right there. So you could like ride your bike or walk to work every day. So the whole experience, and I live on a farm in Alabama. So it was a two hour drive to Griffin, Jordan, uh, Griffin, Georgia from my home. So I was able to be back and forth with my family all the time. So it was bliss. Okay. As a, as, as a job goes, um, scenes, there was a scene that I read episode five of season two that I felt Ray was going backwards when I was really hoping my character was making an advancement in the way he communicated and the way he saw things. Uh, I think it was episode five. It's um, uh, it, it, it's a party uh, with Aiden or Daniel and, um, And and I remember thinking, Ray, I'm like, "What the hell are you doing?" And and I was completely wrong, right? Because what Ray was showing is we, even as we grow emotionally, uh, we still are who we are. So yes, we may have we may take these steps, but um, fundamentally, the true growth takes real time. Um, But as as it relates to like the most toughest scene we shot towards the end of season. Three or four, I can't remember what it was, but it's when Tawny and Teddy are finally breaking up. Yeah. Uh, like a nine minute scene where we're breaking up in the bedroom um, and Addie finally leans up against the wall. That's amazing. I just got emotional. Um, Addie leans up against the wall and she puts her hand in her head and she says, I can't do this anymore. And that's Adelaide Clemens, not Tawny because we'd shoot that we shot that scene for 12 hours Damn! and ray was so loving and supportive because it was a that was a super long day and yeah it was um there was a lot of scenes like that that ray just wrote that were so real um it's amazing i haven't thought about that show in five years um and it, it's amazing how it's even affecting me now that's awesome thank you well
0: we just got the five minute warning so i would probably ask you about the yeah so one thing i love about this movie in particular is that it's really a showcase for you you get several scenes to just be out in the wilderness and just um and just be you but i love what it says about the toxicity of masculinity as far as um what we look at as far as like what we view as being a man and what Joe feels like in that sense and in that moment of what he feels like he needs to do in order to prove himself um this is your second time working with uh with uh Robert um who directed uh directed you of course in uh the aforementioned uh, killing of two lovers what is it about Robert's style indirecting style that allows you to trust him because I think you get great performances no matter what you're doing, but this one, two combo of killing of two lovers. And then this movie, I was like, God damn. Like, I feel you ascending as far as your acting and as far as you being like being okay in the uncomfortableness of these characters you're playing. So kind of talk to me about like how Robert allows you to be comfortable and what drew you to this.
1: You know what it is, man? It's, I've every job that I've ever been on, I've had to kind of fight and claw to get that job, you know, they don't hand out acting jobs at LAX and mm-hmm. you're just so terrified that you're going to lose that job. Um because Hollywood is super it's uh it's rough, right? And yeah they throw people away really quickly. So every job that I went into, I was so grateful that I had, cause I've always had children, you know, we've had my wife and I have kids and a whole family. So it's a job as well as a passion. Um, and it wasn't until I was writing the check that I said, I'm going to play this the way that I want to play it. And the way that my heart tells me that it should be played. And Robert, you know, by trade is a DP, right? He's a, he's a, photography professor at BYU. So for him, he's all about the technical and making sure that it looks beautiful and that the frame is right. So he just, he's allowed, he's let me do what I want to do. And it's, it's been so absolutely freeing. Um, So I think it's a combination. I think it's having that experience with rectify where I learned so much from Ray and my other cast, Aiden and Abby and, and Addy. And then going through lethal where i was able to carry this thing that was kind of this action comedy thing and i felt like i was able to put it all together to where i truly was confident in what i could provide as an entertainer because i'm not a trained actor i never went to acting school so it's been on the job training for me so it took 20 years of just doing it and 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 scraping and clawing before i got it and and i t- i, I kind of told my wife it in a a crazy way i feel like at 40 i started my career and that was with the killing of two lovers um and i hope that now i can build on that the rest of my career and i'm just super grateful for all those experiences good and bad uh, in those 20-year period to really understand where my place is in the profession and what it is i have to offer i love that um
0: I I, so since again, since we got the warning, I'm going to ask you one more question here because you have this great thing going because you've really, I think, gone in several different directions as far as what you can do. Is there a certain genre? Is there a certain thing that now that you feel like you've started your career, you're like, I want to do this?
1: Yeah, I I mean, I, I think it's, you know, watching Sicario and Hell or High Water and Wind River what Taylor Sheridan is creating um, seems like something that it's really exciting. You know, um, I, I love the idea of playing a cowboy. I love that era right after the Civil War, when this country was really trying to figure itself out and survival um, was kind of in tandem with innovation. Mm-hmm. Um and i love that idea of that world it's the western something i've never and i think the killing of two lovers in a lot of ways is a, is a contemporary western um, Yeah, it definitely you know, flows in that realm yeah it definitely feels in that world you know so i i love I love that idea. Uh, I, I just worked with Paramount Plus and One on One Studios on a film uh, that Brian Hagelin directed, uh, called "The Finest Kind." It's um, Jen Ortega and Ben Foster and Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, oh, nice. Okay. And um, I, I'm curious, kind of, the what those guys are creating, you know, out there. It's this whole kind of universe that Taylor has created is is pretty interesting. So, um, yeah, curious what that might turn into. Okay, what's the name of that movie again, so I can, can all the that? finest kind, and finest uh, kind, I right. think it'll be out this fall. Perfect, I'm gonna keep my eye out for that.
0: Um, before before I get kicked off here, I just want to say one more time, Clayne, Um, I had um, I had such a joy watching this movie. I, I was captivated from. I, I felt very similar to the opening of the Killing of Two Lovers, where I just see you running, and I love that opening shot in particular because we have to sit there in the awkwardness of what the character has experienced and what's happened to start off the film. And I'm so happy there were just no cuts or anything in that, that we just, we have to as the audience stay in that. And I love how there's this one point in this movie about not spoiling anything, but where you're playing baseball by yourself and we're just seeing we're seeing Joe just kind of unravel in these certain moments and the way that you're able to convey that and not, spoon feed the audience the way that you're able to convey that just with your emotions and just with your your facial movements and just there's one scene where you break down from this truck and you just start crying and i would just sitting here and even my cat was like what the hell's going on like we were both just kind of like amazed by the performance you were you were uh you were giving so plain sir thank you so much for making the time i can't wait to see
1: what you do next you're awesome man i really appreciate all your kindness Anytime, sir. You take care of yourself. You as well.